0: In the early church, there was a battle between the true gospel and a counterfeit gospel, which was a work-based religion or people who thought you had to keep the law. You had to be circumcised. The first Christians to get saved were Jewish and then Gentile Christians were saved later on. And then they had to figure out what did Gentiles have to do? Did they have to become Jewish Did they have to get circumcised? Did they have to keep the food laws? So this was a conflict in the early church for a long time. You would think all of these years later that the battle wouldn't be going on. But there are still people today who want to add works to faith. We know that the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. We know that not of works lest anyone should boast and being saved by faith takes away boasting. How can I brag that I'm saved by the grace of God? I'm so good that God saved me, or it just doesn't work. But you can always brag about I was baptized and therefore I'm saved. I spoke in tongues and I got saved. I found the right religion. I went to the right place and therefore I got saved. And so the battle still rages for works based religion. Today, we want to look at this argument from the book of Galatians. If you stay to the end of the video, we'll give you a resource for more thorough study. So let's take a look at seven arguments that come from the book of Galatians against work based religions. The first one is that the gospel of Christ had been perverted. Paul had established the churches in Galatia, he had done the work, they had come to Christ, and then after him came these men who believed that these Gentiles had to become Jewish, had to get circumcised, had to keep the festivals all of the things that they were doing, they thought they had to do in order to be saved. And the Galatians believed it, which not only broke Paul's heart, but made him incredibly angry that he did all of this work, people being saved by grace. And now someone comes along and tells them they have to do works and they believe it and they begin to do it. So Paul said to them in Galatians one, six and seven, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ had been perverted. That happens today. When anyone adds to Jesus, they add anything to salvation and it perverts the gospel of Christ. The second thing we find in Galatians is that the book declares the pure gospel it tells us what the pure gospel is. Listen to Galatians 2 16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus. Now, the reason Paul said, even we have believed in that is because Paul's a Pharisee. Paul, as a young man was in some kind of a leadership role in Jerusalem. He was at Stephen Stoning, the first martyr at the church, and they threw the coats at his feet. And so Paul says, with all of his religious background, Paul says, even we have believed in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. That's a really important point. The law could not justify you. The law could show you that you sinned. the sacrifices pointed to Christ, but you could not be justified by the law. It just can't do it. The third thing that we find in the book of Galatians is in chapter three, the first three verses where Paul tells them that they have been bewitched literally that they are. They were under some kind of a spell and here you can tell that Paul is upset. He wrote the book of Romans and he was angry when he wrote it and he says this to them. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Or are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? When Paul went and brought them the gospel. By the spirit, they received everything they needed. What more were they going to gain by the works of the law? And Paul points that out clearly in the beginning of the third chapter. The fourth thing that he does is he brings up the Abraham argument. Abraham as an old man, 75 years old, maybe even a little bit older, had no children. And God came to him and said that he was going to bless him. And Abraham said, how can I be blessed if Eliezer is my heir and my family. And God showed him the stars in the sky and said, your descendants are going to be like the stars of the sky. What a thing to tell an old man who's got an old wife, that your descendants are going to be like the stars of the sky. And Galatians says this in chapter three, verse six, just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's a quote from the book of Genesis, When Abraham heard that his descendants were going to be like the stars of the sky, he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness before he was ever circumcised. He was circumcised at 99 years old. So they were arguing that they had to be circumcised to be genuinely saved. And Paul saying before Abraham was ever circumcised, he believed God and it was accounted as righteousness. Abraham is the father of faith. We believe God and it's accounted to us as righteousness as well. The fifth point that he brings up is in Galatians four, five and six, that those under the law needed to be saved, that those who were living out the law, doing all the things in the law still needed to be saved. This is a really strong point because if they needed to be saved, then why did the Gentiles have to go under a law? That couldn't save them when they still needed the same grace and mercy from Christ that the Gentiles did. Listen to what he says in Galatians four, five and six to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba father. What a great passage. He sent his son. So you could become sons and daughters of God. And as Jesus cried out, Abba, so we too, by the spirit of God, have that personal relationship with Christ where we cry out, Abba. And Abba is the Hebrew for an informal dad. It was not like saying father. It's like saying dad. The sixth thing the book of Galatians tells us is that in Galatians 5 14, that we fulfill the law by love, that we don't have to go back and keep the law. None of it that that when we love, we are fulfilling the 613 commandments that were in the law. Listen to what he says in Galatians 514 for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this you love your neighbor as yourself. There it is. All of the law is fulfilled. When we walk in love, God was bringing us from that ancient world where they came out of slavery, brought them into the land of Canaan, gave them types and pictures of Christ, and wanted to bring us to the place where we were redeemed through Jesus walked in love and fulfilled the spirit of the law and no longer had to be under the yoke, the bondage of the law. The seventh thing that Paul brings up is that if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh and walking in the spirit. you can't live the law walking in the spirit, You're, you're walking in the law. But we're to walk in the spirit. We're to let the spirit lead us and guide us. We're to love God. And when we do that, then we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is a passage I use often to talk about how to overcome temptation. When you're tempted a lot, you can overcome temptation by changing your desires. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. If you're delighting yourself in the things of the world, then your desires are going to be worldly. You walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh because your mind is going to be set on the spirit. So listen to what he says in Galatians five sixteen and 18. I say then walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. It cannot be any clearer than that. If you are led by the spirit, then you are not under the law. These agitators, these Judaizers were trying to convert the converted. Paul went out and won them to Christ. They didn't go out and try to win anyone to Christ. They just wanted to convert Christians to their way of believing. And that is a key of false doctrine today. People do that today. When people are going to Christians to try to convert Christians to their way of thinking, rather than winning new people to Christ, it should be a f- like a red flag that gives you a warning. In closing, let me give you a passage. And this passage is so powerful to tell us that we don't have to keep the law or any kind of works based religion. Listen to what it says in Galatians 3 24 and 25. Therefore. The law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. The word tutor there literally could be babysitter, guardian. The law was like a babysitter to bring us to Christ. And then it goes on to say that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under the tutor. Did you get it? The law is our tutor to bring us to Christ. But once we have had faith in Christ, we are no longer under the tutor we are no longer under the law. Any argument that anybody brings to try to lay a yoke on you that you have to keep the Sabbath or you have to keep the festivals or you've got to keep the new moons. Uh, Colossians 2 16 tells us don't let anybody judge you concerning these things because they are shadows of things to come. They weren't the essence. They were a shadow of what Christ ended up fulfilling. The reason we don't have to keep the law is because Jesus fulfilled it. Jesus said, not one jot or tittle of the law will pass away until it is fulfilled. Jesus became our high priest. So we don't have a high priest today. Jesus became our Passover lamb. So we don't have Passover lamb today. he became our sacrifice. We don't give sacrifices today. He became our Sabbath Hebrews chapter four. So we don't keep the Sabbath today. He is the fulfillment of all of those things. And that's why we are we have been set free. We have Liberty. Another, by the way, theme you find in the book of Galatians is the theme of liberty. Only don't let your liberty be an occasion to sin. I hope this has been helpful. And we have a video here that you can watch that goes more thoroughly into this. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.